Hey crew and welcome back. In this episode, I'm gonna be covering Amazon pricing strategies for Amazon sellers, AKA don't take the price, but I'm gonna be going over a couple of different scenarios and how you can identify a potential trend of price tanking on your listings. Hi, and welcome to Your Selling Podcast. I'm your host, Nikki Kirk, AKA Your Selling Guide. I'm a small town girl who took a big risk and quit a steady corporate desk job to travel the US in an RV. Along the way, I started selling on Amazon, grew a seven-figure business, visited all the lower 48 states, bought a farm, and today I am still doing what I love to do, selling on Amazon while helping other sellers do it too. Each week, I will share Amazon tips and tricks and bring in guests to share their stories, expertise, and tips on the platforms that they use. Think of this as a sit down with your Amazon bestie where you can learn, ask, start, and grow your online selling business. Welcome to Your Selling Pod. Happy Q4. We are in the art of it. Thanksgiving and Black Friday are just around the corner. They are next week. And so because of that, we'll have a week off of the podcast next week, but I will be back the following week with a new guest who I am very excited for you to hear from. Because we are close to Thanksgiving and Black Friday, this is when everything gets really good on Amazon. Now I know because we're already like pretty much halfway through Q4 and you're probably thinking, wait a second, like where's all this buzz that I heard about? It's not yet here. We're so close, but it's just not here yet. It's literally next week. It gets really good. If your sales are struggling, don't worry, keep holding out and don't freak out and tank the price. This is something that happens a lot during Q4 or any kind of holiday specifically, but there's a lot of holidays during Q4. And so it does happen a lot. So I'll break down that freak out and hopefully help you not freak out more in this episode. If you are not on my text insider or my email list, be sure to sign up because I have something exciting happening next week. You can text me at 503 503- 461-5985, or you can sign up for my email list. You'll hear about it either way. You can go to yoursignguide.com slash giveaway to sign up for my email list. It's a giveaway because I give away a free packet when you sign up to join my email list. It's got a whole bunch of goodies. It's got cheat sheets for retail arbitrage. It's got rank guidelines and more. One last housekeeping note is that I have absolutely loved doing this podcast this year. We are about to wrap up season one, and I would love to chat with you in season two. If you sell on Amazon or you know someone who sells on Amazon or honestly any selling platform, whether it's Etsy, Mercari, Poshmark, eBay, Walmart, I would love to talk to you and hear your story. Chatting with other Amazon sellers is the absolute best. It's a great way to learn. And I just love to hear how people come into selling on Amazon and more than that, how they are crushing it. So if you are new, if you're just starting out or you've been selling for years, I would love to chat with you. Email me at podcast at yoursellingguide.com and I wanna share your story in the new year. Okay, so now if you're selling on Amazon, I'm sure you're just like me and you have bought something that makes amazing profit. You can't believe you just found that item. You send it in and suddenly a Tommy or Tammy Tanks a lot comes along and just tanks the price for really no reason at all. You can't like discern, doesn't make any sense why these people don't want to make money. Yeah, it happens all the time on Amazon. 
I hate to say that it's been getting a little worse in the last year or two. And unfortunately, it's not going to go anywhere. But there are things that you can do to help protect yourself and identify those trends beforehand. So that's what I'm going to walk through in this episode. It really is like a before and then what happens after you've sent your item. So before while you're sourcing and then after when you've already sent it in. Now what? So you may have heard me say this before, if you've seen any of my YouTube videos over at Nikki Kirk, is that I always look for a minimum profit of $5. The reason is that buffer room. I know the price is going to drop. So if I buffer in $5 profit, 50% ROI, I know that if the price comes down, I'm still going to be making some money on it. So that's the reason I have it. Truly, that is the reason. You can go to Dollar Tree and you can probably find some stuff for a dollar or $1.25 now that makes $2 or a dollar. But at the end of the day, if that price starts to slide even a little bit, now you're just flipping stuff to get your money back. And who wants to do that? Hopefully you're in this business to actually make money just like I am. And so that doesn't make any sense to me. So that is why I have my $5 rule is to protect myself and have that buffer room. The reason I have 50% ROI, that's a personal choice. You can obviously decide for your own business what you want. But for me, I don't want to spend $20 on something and only make $5 profit. Because now if the price starts to slide and I'm making $4 profit on something I spent $20 for, and that is not even including, you know, I had the time to prep it, the gas to go get it, all that kind of stuff. So I want to make sure I'm making enough money to validate the purchase of that product. So that's why I have the 50% ROI rule. Another pricing strategy that I have that I have been doing for years is when I send something in, I send it in a dollar or two above the current buy box offer. So if I scan something and the current buy box is $19.99, I'm probably going to send it in for $22 or $24.99 just to make it safe because we all know, or maybe you don't know, that when you send stuff into Amazon FBA, it actually transfers around the warehouses. So if you've seen in your managed inventory, you go to reserved and it's got three different things under it. It's got FC transfer. That means fulfillment network. No, fulfillment center transfer. So warehouse transfer. It's got FC processing, meaning it's processing out to ship to your customer or customer order, meaning it's currently reserved. And the next step will go to FC processing. So that's the kind of things that it comes under reserved. When it's an FC transfer, it can still sell. I'm sure you're like me and you've sold some stuff that's literally sitting in your boxes waiting for UPS to come pick it up. But it will still sell an FC transfer, but you're less likely to get that buy box until it becomes available, meaning it's available, it's moved around wherever Amazon wanted it to move around. It's sitting in the warehouse waiting for your customer to buy it. When it's available, that's when I really start to look at pricing closer or when I turn on a repricer. And I'll get into that in a little bit. But just make sure you're not freaking out trying to match pricing when your item is not necessarily available because another seller who has their stock available is way more likely to win the buy box. So again, if you're looking at pricing and you're looking at your item and you see on Amazon that there's another seller who's selling it for $17.99, but they're not going to get it until, you know, close to Christmas time, but yours is available for $22.99 and they can get it right now. That means they're going to buy from you. You don't have to lower it to $17.99. Your item's going to get to them in time. This is really important to look at for Q4 specifically. Because if you just go matching prices, customers are wanting their items fast, free shipping ideally, that's what they want, 
You can charge for shipping. I know I do, but I'm just saying they want fast free shipping. And that is who Amazon is going to award the buy box to because they want their customers happy. So right now on Amazon, it will start to say arrives before Christmas or does not arrive before Christmas. If you are price matching it, Another seller who's tanking the price that says it's not going to arrive by Christmas. Guess what? They're probably not going to win that buy box anyways. So that's why, okay, all that to say, I send my products in a little bit higher just to add extra room in case those low ballers sell out and the price goes up. You never know what happened. So just to be safe, I send my stuff in a couple of dollars higher than the featured offer or buy box. Okay, now number three thing to look for before you buy, and this is so crucial. Where did you get it? How easy was the listing to find? Things at Ollie's and Walmart are tanking far faster than things that you can find at Meijer, things you can find at Grocery Outlet, things you can find at HEB, because those are smaller chains. There's less sellers easily, easily finding them. So if you find it at Walmart, grabbed it off the shelf and scanned it, came up, that item is highly likely to start coming down in price. You can see the trends in price by looking at the other sellers on the listing. You'll see 1999, 1998, 1995, 1994, 1990. I could just keep going, but you'll see that price tanking starting to happen. That is not gonna end just because you bought it and priced it higher. That price tanking is very likely going to continue to happen. Now those sellers will sell out, but if other sellers continue to tank the price, it's just going to keep happening. So where you found it and how widely available it is, how easy the listing was. If you had to search for that listing, if you had to look at the front, scan the front like a photo, if you had to do more work to find the listing, it's a little bit safer from price tanking. Now, price tanking does not happen in a vacuum. It is not a solo show. It takes multiple sellers to tank the price. One seller can tank the price. They will sell and they will sell out. And then the other sellers who did not take the price, who held their price, will sell the item for what it was selling for before. So just know that like it takes participation from multiple sellers to take the price. I just always like to say that because it can't just happen on a solo seller. Other things to consider when you are sourcing your item, make sure that you scan it and keep it as well. Did you just happen to find it when it was a really high price? And then Amazon's going to come back on the listing or it's normally selling for less. All those can indicate that the price is going to come down. Amazon's always going to sell stuff. Well, not always. Sometimes they're more expensive, which is kind of funny. But usually if Amazon's selling it, it's at a really good price for the customer. And so that means we are less likely to be able to sell it with them. So you want to know if Amazon was selling it. Now you can use Keepa and you scroll over to buy box statistics to see if Amazon shares the buy box. If Amazon wins the buy box 100% of the time, they're not sharing it. They win it 98% of the time, they share it 2%. So you could try and list it. I know I listed some stuff just last week and they all sold and Amazon shares the buy box 5% of the time. I don't know why they all sold, but hey, I'm going to go get more tomorrow when I go sourcing. So always test things out for your business. So test out if you want less than $5, test it out. If you want to check, send stuff in that Amazon's on, test it out. But I would recommend going to Keepa Buy Box Statistics just to see. If you're on your desktop Keepa, it is the paid version. You would go to Data and then Buy Box Statistics to see the same information. Another thing to consider, especially here in Q4, is the demand. I am on a very popular toy listing. It's the toy of the year, if you're asking me. And sellers are taking the price. Not only are they taking the price, it's really hard to find in store. 
I'm chasing them down. I'm trying to order online, but it's hard to find in store. And still, sellers are tanking the price. It doesn't make any sense to me. And there's a demand and the toy's hot. Those sellers are going to sell out. So I am just holding on. I've sent my stuff into the warehouse. It's ready and available for the customer. So as soon as those other sellers sell out, most likely the week after Thanksgiving, I will be in the buy box at the price that I want to make for it. So how much of a demand it is can kind of like dictate how many buy or what you do with your pricing. Because if the demand is high the and it's the demand for it's high and the supply for it is low. So like this item specifically, it's brand new this year. And I don't think that they made a lot of them because they're hard to find in store already. That means that that item is going to go up in price, even though it's slightly going down right now because sellers are starting to freak out already, but I'll get into that in part two. So because they're starting to freak out already, it's starting to come down, but they will sell out because again, the demand is high and the supply is low. Now this hot toy, I'm sure I'll talk about it later, but next year they're gonna make a lot more of it. Therefore the demand will maybe still be there, but the supply will be a lot better. Thus the price is more stable. So anytime supply and demand get out of whack, that's where you get a lot of profit. Q4 is here. It is the best time of the year as an Amazon seller, but if you don't know what's going on with your profits, your money, your business, do you really know if that business and product is making any money? This is why I love Sellerboard and why I've partnered with them on the Your Selling Podcast. Sellerboard truly is the best way for an Amazon seller to see their true business, how much profit you're making on a product, and better yet, why I love it, it forecasts out your total sales for the month and you can see by quarter, by month, or by an entire year, how much money your items are making you. We all know different things come up in Amazon business from returns to various Amazon fees. All of it is broken down in Sellerboard because like I've said, if you don't know your business numbers, you don't know what's going on. And as new small business owners, we often, that's the area that gets fallen behind because we truly don't totally understand it. So why not use this software to fully understand what's going on? Sellerboard is offering my listeners two months free, no credit card required. All you gotta do is head to yoursellingguide.com slash sellerboardprofit and sign up. Again, you just log into your Amazon account in Sellerboard and everything is pulled over, including all your past items you've ever had. Enter in your cost of goods and finally you will see the true profit picture of what's going on in your business. Again, try it two months free at yoursellingguide.com slash sellerboardprofit and really understand your business this Q4. Okay, now part two. You've bought the stuff, you've done everything right, you've checked it, it all checks out, you send it in, it's been selling for $30 for years. And all of a sudden, Tammy or Tommy, tank a lot, come along. Now, you can wait them out and I would recommend waiting them out as long as you're comfortable with waiting them out. So if you have Keepa Chrome extension, it tells you on Amazon how many that those sellers have now, it's not exact, right? Because I can look at my own listings knowing I have more product than it's showing on there. So I think Keepa can't see some of the background stuff like processing, um, moving around transfer, all that kind of stuff. But for the most part, you can kind of see how many they have. Like it might say two, four, six, 20, 100. Sometimes Amazon has thousands. So you can see how many they have. If they just have one, let them sell out and get yours at that price, at the pr higher price that you want. 
if they have 20 and you have one and you're just trying to get your money back on it, I don't know, maybe you want to just drop the price and move it. That's ultimately your business decision. But if you can wait it out, I would wait it out, especially during Q4. So what happens is this happens any kind of holiday season, but like it's going to happen for Christmas specifically. Christmas 25th, it's like the 15th. It might even happen a little earlier, like December 10th. For whatever reason, sellers start to freak out and lower their prices, like on candy, like Christmas candy specifically. They'll lower their prices thinking that it's not going to sell or they need to hurry up and move it before Christmas. But sometimes the customers aren't even ready for it. And Amazon can get stuff to the customers in two days. Not me because I'm super rural and it's like a week. But I was just in Las Vegas for the Amazon meetup and I heard in the bathroom, these two ladies were in the casino and they're in the bathroom and one lady is telling the other lady how she just loves ordering stuff on Amazon because it comes next day. That is why you don't need to drop your price and freak out that the holiday is coming soon because customers can get it so quickly that it still will sell and it will sell for the price that you want to sell it for. You don't have to drop the price. If you see customers, or not customers, if you see sellers freaking out on toy items dropping the price i would just hold the price because toys sell year round you don't have to stop sending in your shipments because christmas is coming and it might not get to amazon in time toys sell year round so don't drop your price on things just because other sellers are unless of course there's some business need that you need to drop the price i always research who's dropping the price on something especially if it's just one or a couple sellers if they say just launched, which tends to be what's happening, that means they're a brand new seller. Maybe they don't understand what's going on. Maybe they haven't seen my YouTube videos. I don't know. But they are trying to flip the product fast for whatever reason. So I just let them sell out. I'm not going to match their price. If they have one or two reviews, the number of reviews a seller has tells you how new they are to selling. Um, seller reviews, seller feedback, it doesn't come a lot. Like I go months without getting one, but every once in a while, then I'll get a month where I'll get like five. So it comes through, but it doesn't come through as much. So it tells you how many or how long they've been selling. So if a seller has 50,000 reviews, they are a massive seller. They sell a lot of stuff to get that many reviews. So they likely have a lot of product. Not only that, they likely got it at a really good price, possibly a wholesale direct from the brand price. And so it's going to be a little bit harder to compete with. And now they can price it lower. In that instance, if they have a lot of them, you might need to consider what you want to do. Do you want to drop the price? Do you want to hold the price? Do you want to just match the price? Like whatever. So the number of reviews, if it's just launched, it's a brand new seller. They might have been selling for like six months. They just haven't got a review yet. And if they have a couple, just a handful of reviews, they're pretty new, so you can treat them as such. Maybe they don't know exactly what they're doing yet, or when they get those emails from Amazon telling you you need to lower your buy box or you're not buy box eligible, ignore those emails. Those are not for you. They are for the customer. Amazon wants the price lower. You do not have to do it. And if you go in your manage inventory, you can probably see that you are, in fact, buy box eligible, so Amazon is just lying to us. Other possibilities with sellers who have lowered their price and why you might not want to just match them is they might have made a mistake or they have something on replan. So like I know I have inventory lab and it will just pull an old listing. So 
even though I've deleted the listing from my Amazon account, it'll pull it and restore it in Inventory Lab. And that price that it was when I got rid of it last year might be different than the price it's selling for now and the price I want to sell it. And then if a seller didn't notice that, that could be why they've lowered the price. You just never know. They could be trying to move expired goods or close expiring goods. They could be like, maybe they got it for a quarter. And I don't know. I got something for a quarter selling for $30, I'd be selling it for $30. But some people just don't like to do that. They might feel guilty about it. I have no idea. So they might sell it for, you know, $15 or whatever. Who knows? I would think you'd want extra profit, but maybe that's just me. So you never know why someone's owing the price. All that goes to say is that's why you don't want to just match it. Now, I use a repricer now. I'm not going to tell you which one because I don't fully love it, even though you've probably heard me say it somewhere along the way. But anyways, um, it is, I got it to save time and it's ended up costing me more time. And the reason I say that is because say I needed to get rid of some bad buys, which this just happened last week. I needed to get some bad of, get rid of some bad buys from earlier in the year that I still have. And I wanted to drop the price just to move through them. I now have to do that two places. Cause if I just drop the price in Amazon, my repricer is going to raise it back up. So it just caused it a lot of problems that way. There's also been issues within my community of people who use the same repricer where it will price things really low or really high. And they are not giving us answers on why that's happening. So it's just something to know. A repricer is not a set it and forget it. In fact, when you go to set them up, they will automatically try to undercut by a penny and you don't want that. You don't want to be contributing to that bottom. So if you are going to use a repricer, just make sure you're setting up correctly and that you can set it up so that it won't even touch your price until it becomes available, which is how I have mine set up. You can, so if it's FC transfer, it's not trying to do it. You can set it up where it actually raises the price. There's all different things that you can do with a repricer, whichever one you're going to use, don't treat it as set and forget. You do have to manage it and make sure you fully understand how it's working. Test it out on just some of your products to make sure you're happy with it. I bought a year of mine. I signed up for a year because you save money. Thought I was going to use it. If I had only signed up for the month to month, I would not be using it anymore. So just something to consider. Now with manual pricing, it's the same thing. When you're going through your managed inventory, you don't have to do it every day. Um, I would recommend watching it closely if possible around the Black Friday, um, Thanksgiving weekend. But you wanna check, don't just say, oh, this is, I'm selling it for 19 and now 17.99 has a buy box. Like I was saying, check, when is that seller? Is it just one seller? How many do they have? When is it gonna get to the customer? Because if it's not gonna get the customer in time, you're gonna win the buy box. Now, something to note about your Amazon account when you're looking at it from your seller account. My seller account is obviously different from my customer account. My customer account has Prime. My seller account does not have Prime. So when I'm in my seller account and I click through on a listing, it is not showing me FBA offers as the first offers because I don't have Prime. And because of that, it's going to show the FBM offers more than the FBA. So it's something to keep in mind when you're looking at the pricing and you're thinking, what the heck? Or why am I not in the buy box when mine's FBA? It could be, if you're like me, where your seller account doesn't have Prime on it, it's going to show different buy boxes. 
I have a YouTube video and I think I even did a podcast about how to win the buy box and what goes into it. That is one of the things that goes into it. If the customer is does not have Prime and they have to order over a certain amount to get the free shipping, um, I think you can still get free shipping. Their, Amazon's more likely going to show an FBM offer to those customers. So if you've already sent it in, don't freak out. Don't freak out because the holiday's coming soon. Actually, holiday candy will sell into the new year. So if it tanks below and you're not comfortable taking the hit or losing profit or whatever, or don't want to get it back, just wait until like February. It will probably come back up as the item if it's a, like a holiday candy. If it's no longer easy to find in stores, people are going to have to find it on Amazon. Don't just blindly match and make sure your repricer is set up correctly. So there's a lot of things that you can do to protect your business in the whole price thinking and pricing strategies. And the main thing is to do as much research up front as you can. Test things out. If you think it's a hot item and you're probably going to tank in price, don't buy a lot of them. Don't tie up your money in a lot of them. Maybe you send half of them in FBA and hold the other half FBM so you can return if they don't check out. There's a lot of different things you can do, but mainly do not freak out if people start to tank the price ahead of the holiday because it always happens, but they will sell out because customers have been a little bit slower. I think it's sale fatigue, honestly. There's been, there was like the prime sell and then there was another after prime sell and then there's all these different circle week and Target and Walmart and early Black Friday. Black Friday started like November 1st, I feel like, if not sooner. So everything's a little bit different and there's a little bit of sale fatigue but at the end of the day most people shop for christmas last minute and they are not even thinking about buying stuff yet but they are about to hit amazon and they're about to hit it hard so watch out for these last four to five weeks before christmas are going to be amazing and i can't wait to hear how your sales are doing if you want to join me in the bolo group we are still there for q4 hanging out sharing bolos and sharing hot leads that toy item I talked about has already been shared in there. So you can check it out at yoursellingguide.com slash bolo and join me there. Ask any questions. I would love to hear from you. Don't forget to sign up for my text. Again, the number is 503-461-5985. Shoot me a text. The link is in the show notes. If you're on your mobile app, you can just click it. It'll take you right to your uh, messages app and you can send me a text and you will be on the list. I hope you guys have the best Thanksgiving. And if you're going to go out sourcing uh, for Black Friday, do have fun and be safe. And I will see you back next week for another episode. Happy sourcing.